Tom Gerhardt and Dan Provost are the guys behind Studio Neat. On this show, we discuss entrepreneurship, product design, and all of the ups and downs that come with running a small business. I'm Mike Hurley, and this is Thoroughly Considered. I feel like I've asked this question a bunch, but I'm going to ask it again. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like we could like you could press play on any episode of the last like six episodes, and I will ask some form of how's the Mark II going? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's do- well, it's not done, but we're done. We have assembled all the Mark IIs for Kickstarters and like the pre-orders that happen. So okay. we are soon going to be like launching it, like having it on our website for sale. All of the pre-orders that you've been doing have been going through Backer Kit, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so we're going to be like on our website. We're going to see an email being like, okay. And so we're, we're going to probably have, there'll be some still like catch up with assembly for that launch. So it's not like they're in warehouses just waiting, but it just feels like, so I don't even know what it's going to feel like to have that behind us. Cause it's been such a long time. So, but I am anticipating that it will feel really good to be like, okay, that it has now transitioned into like a different phase, which is we're not behind the ball. Like this product just exists. And you know, and we have like parts for a, like a long time. So, mm-hmm. um, so that it's like can be out of our like head in terms of just like the design work and fulfillment and all this stuff. So that is really great. Uh, it's taken way, way longer than we thought, mm-hmm. but, but, uh, but you know, now we have all this kind of pent up like product stuff that we want to do. Um, so that will be fun to kind of finally be able to get that rolling. So Oh, we can do a little cross promotion here. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> if you're a Relay FM member, you can find out about one point five kind of two of those products. Yeah. 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 Uh yeah. you can go to relay.fm slash membership. If you are a member supporting any show, you get access to these bonus specials that we do once a year. But if you enjoy Thoroughly Considered, you can choose to support Thoroughly Considered, and we would appreciate that. Um, But you get tons of wonderful benefits, including bonus content, access to our members' Discord, newsletter, and tons more. Uh, So go to relay.fm slash membership, and you can sign up. And we're going to have an episode go out towards the end of the month uh, where you will hear about the next big project from Studio Neat. Boom, boom, boom. (laughs) Pew, 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 pew. Yeah, so that's good. So that feels really good that that is finally happening, and we can kind of we can kind of get on with it. Uh, and um, let's see. Do you have like a, a a new marketing plan for the Mark II? Like now that it's like will be readily available. Well, we should. Um, yeah, I mean, I wanna the. Uh, I mean, for sure, we're going to do our normal, like, you know, send an email newsletter and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I would like to try. We've been having pretty decent success with doing an Instagram ad for Mark One. So I definitely I like to. This? <laughs> because just sure. Instagram, like, <laughs> what, what are you doing? What are you kind of seeing? You don't have to give me numbers, but I'm just like keen to understand. Like, what so, kind of ads are you doing? 
Okay, so it's I just have one. Well, I've tried a couple, um, yeah. but the one that seemed to be working the best is a Square video ad, which is uh, essentially a kind of re. Uh, um, what is the word? Editing? Uh, well, re-editing, but composing uh, of our kind of normal video mm. for the Mark One, uh, and I added like burned-in subtitles, so it's like if you have the sound turned off, you can still you know hear the voiceover. Uh, and then I that is being run both in the feed and on stories, and. Uh, and it's uh and then we have kind of like analytics turned on based on if it leads to a purchase or not you can kind of and are you doing that that's on your website right on our website yes yeah and it okay. seems to be it's like generally uh it's similar we're paying a fee similar to like if we were selling the mark 1 on Amazon where it's or like 20ish percent Right, yeah, where it's like we're not making as much as if they if we didn't have ads and they were just finding out about us, you know, by word of mouth and buying it, but it's a reasonable enough number to where it's like, okay, this is kind of worth it to okay. uh to you do. Can, you know, be realistic, you can naturally assume that most of these people wouldn't have found out about it otherwise, right? Right. Yeah. And so uh but it's interesting, it's like it kind of seems to go in bursts a little bit where it's like I'll have it turned on and then it'll be like kind of a steady stream and then it'll slow down and then it'll kind of pick up a little bit. And I've heard I've talked to a few people that, you know, do ads for their own like similar kind of products. Mm. And they have suggested that ads will like kind of quote unquote get stale where it's like if you have it running you might it seems ridiculous because there's like so many Instagram users but I feel like you, you might exhaust kind of like who they think are like the best fit uh, I've seen for that mark one ad personally right so multiple, have I. multiple times multiple <laughs> right. times right so, so I think yes. I, right, yeah so I think there is some sense to kind of like turning it off like giving it a break and then you know turning it back on later mm-hmm. uh, obviously there's some uh, strategy to like having different types of ads like so I've I've tried one ad that was just a story um and it was like a vertical video and um it was like very casual like it was kind of the opposite of uh the very kind of meticulous stop motion you know voiceover ad it was just like hey this is my mark one like i just want to show you it and uh i only ran that one for a little bit because it didn't seem to be doing much but you know there's like all kinds of strategy where it's like oh if you have like multiple ads running at the same time it's like you get multiple hits on the same person and then they like they get the picture, you know, you're like uh, coming at it from different angles and stuff. So it's really just like a playground to try different things. But of the kind of few things I've tried that like that square video, like seem to be doing pretty well. So right. I think for the Mark II, we'll like try something similar, like just do a recut, you know, recomposed version of our like just video that exists on the product page and kind of go from there. I would say that you know the mar the pins are in a lot of ways such a different thing than like a cortex like like planner mm-hmm. because it's like one thing is about 
an idea in a system and one thing is about this like aesthetic object right yeah it's i like, feel like the the journal i don't it's complicated i mean one i haven't put any tracking on our website which i know you told mm-hmm. me to do and i will do it but i've been playing around with it and we've gotten quite like quite a few clicks and one like in, in a way i wasn't i was in a way i was kind of surprised i ran one which was an ad like that we purposefully made that i narrated and then mm-hmm. another one that i ran which was i just downloaded the video that gray made on his youtube channel and, mm. and I was like, oh, surely this is going to be a booming success because everybody knows Gray's voice, right? Like if they're mm-hmm. using audio. And the version that we made that was purpose made performed vastly superior to mm. the mm-hmm. video, which I would not have expected. I don't know why. Maybe I ran them at different times. You know, I, I didn't run yeah, them. Yeah, that's the, the thing. But I agree so with you that the, that the journal, I think, is 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 a co- more complicated product to try and sell but like we have other yeah. things that we're doing in the future that don't have that barrier to entry to them right like yeah where they're just like this is a notebook product this is a paper product that is like do you like the way this looks then yeah. you might like this right and so i agree yeah. with you um but so i'm just really what the stuff that i'm doing now is just trying to understand it you know like i'm just yeah. trying to understand it yeah. i think it totally makes sense to me just from a intuitive place that like that this stuff would work in waves right it's like because what these ads are doing is they're reminding either they're either reminding or introducing someone to a product and it might only be that someone has three times a year that they would even buy something like that right and Mm -hmm. and so like we don't know how many what percentage of our sales are like gifts or like whatever and so it totally makes sense that these things work in waves unless you have a huge like addressable audience where those waves just like overlap to where it feels flat. But it totally makes sense when you have a smaller addressable market like we likely do. You know, it's going to be way it totally makes sense that it's wavy. I think the big question is how often like what's the most efficient time to put in to do those waves right um Mm -hmm. in terms of like pumping an ad until it doesn't work anymore and becomes stale and i'm sure that there's some rules of thumb out there but it it at least makes sense to me that they kind of wear out because and you also don't want to become annoying like you want it to come up every couple months and be like oh yeah i remember that not like Mm -hmm. oh my god i see this every Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Although I have, in my life, I've experienced quite a few people, and we've talked about this before, kind of, where they will still buy a product even if it's been advertised them a billion times. Oh, like, I, I, don't, I mean, I am that person, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know if that exactly is a huge knock against a company. Like, it's it's more just, like, almost a knock against, like, society or, or like, the way the world works. Where it's like, oh, man, I mean, this thing's been advertised to me a million times, but mm-hmm. maybe it's good, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so. You just happen to hit me this time when I'm ready to buy it. Like, I've had yeah. that a bunch of times, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm sure they know, like, they know this. Yeah, I don't they, know. Yeah. Like, there's there's yeah. something, right, that I don't know how this stuff works. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, does. I bet you it's a lot. My guess is that there isn't a absolute it's like about intuition and just averages and it's mm. there isn't some secret right like i don't think there's ever a secret basically no. it's just like mm. no like this is what we do so mm-hmm. yeah so we just gotta i'm glad that we're do- i mean i'm glad that we're doing it and dan just like took that on and is doing it because it it feels like um 
one of those things where it, it, I think on the outside, it can feel like, oh, it's this really complex thing and you got to do all this stuff just right to make it work. When I, in reality, what I think it is, is it doesn't work that often. And the things that make it work are the things that you would think make it work. Like the stuff that's just good design, clear messaging, nice images. It's like, oh, guess what? That's actually what makes a good ad. Not like some secret that you don't have access to that's really complex. Or like using the Facebook ads interface super well. Like those aren't the things that make it work. It's like literally the fundamentals, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, it's nice... Uh, being like getting to see that so that we don't think this is just some like really complex system that you know we don't have the expertise to use or whatever and of course like there's going to be people that are like way better at it and have expertise but I think just being thoughtful about it gets you like 90% of the way there you know I would like to ask for your opinion on the Johnny Ives favorite things article. Ooh. I've spoken about this on a bunch of shows now, but I, yeah. I feel like I'm going to get a very different answer to this on, on this show mm -hmm. too than I may have in other places. So this was an article as part of a supplement that Johnny Ive um, worked on for the Financial Times. He was like the guest editor of the, of the, the weekend supplement. And one of the articles was just like, here are just 12 things that Johnny loves. It reminded me of our holiday uh, special uh -huh. episodes that we do, you know, where we, well, I said that we do, that we've done twice, which we all think that we've done multiple times more, <laughs> but it was only two times, uh, where we pick a thing that we love. Um, and this is Johnny's thing. And this came up uh, at length on The Pen Addict because I was really annoyed that they don't <laughs> list the pen uh -huh. that Johnny uses. It was uses. just sitting there. Yeah, and they they the way that they list it is it's a vintage Mont Blanc, which the one in the image is not, uh, not Mont Blanc, <laughs> sorry, Montegrappa pen. The the mm -hmm. one in the image is not; it's a modern version. Mm -hmm. So Brad contacted the CEO of Montegrappa, and and got the answer mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, that like basically that it's it's a modern one, and like we got all the details. If you care about the pen, I will put a link in the show notes to the pen addict. You can go and check it out. But it was really interesting. Like the, the guy is like a close personal friend with Johnny Ive and like it's like a whole thing. It was, it was just very funny. Um, but I kind of wanted to get your guys' opinions on this set of tools. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty interested in this also from like a meta perspective and it's just like, what is the... I'm so fascinated by Johnny Ives' thought process yes. uh, of selecting these items. Mm -hmm. Like, what is it... Did the thought even occur to him, like, how am I going to come off putting a $530 measuring tape? I don't think Or <laughs> is it just like, okay we're not fooling every anyone like people know I'm wealthy. <laughs> like I don't need to like do choose, you know, like affordable or attainable things. Like you ask me for my favorite things. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give you my favorite things. And I don't care. Like I would have what been that annoyed says about me if everything was affordable. Yeah. Because I would have known it wasn't true. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, and I like that in this product line, there is a mixture of, price points they're not mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The, the the where they start and end is obscene right that like it starts at 
three dollars and ends at fifty six hundred dollars and there's only twelve yeah. items. But like you know, I kind of want to see the things that he chooses across a whole wide range of prices. You know, like yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I, I wonder. I my assumption is that he's not completely lacking of self awareness, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. And it you know it, this is in the Financial Times of all places. You know, if you're yeah. gonna make a list like this like this maybe the financial times is where you make that list but i like that he's doing stuff personally i i just like that we got oh, yeah. to hear from him a little bit more I'm, I'm pleased about that but yeah i would love to also i would love to ask him like as well what is the theme of this set of stuff like <laughs> because yeah i would my, have loved uh, a little bit of commentary for each yeah. object instead of just listing them yeah like why do you like it. Like, yeah. Why? Because one, the one that is the most interesting to me is item number two, the tone arm. Yeah. Right. Why I was is curious. that the most interesting thing? Because, Are you kidding me? All right. Well, maybe we let me explain why this is the most interesting to me. Right. And then we can we can I want to see what you think is the most interesting. Because so this is five thousand six hundred forty-five dollars. It is the Lin yeah. Titanium. Ecos SE tone arm, which is basically I had, couldn't work this out when I originally looked at it. And now I know what it is, so I can see it is the the arm of a record player, right? But it's the thing that matters on a record player, mm-hmm. sure. But the reason it's interesting to me is why is it in this list? Because right? he cares about audio, and it's like he it's for like an audiophile person. It's like the only thing. It's not the only thing that matters, but is it's probably he like an audiophile? He must be. There's but, no way he right, would be putting it. Yeah, here's the question. Yeah. This is the question. I don't know that about him. I've never heard no. that about him. I think you. I think you just learned it by him putting this tone arm on well, his see, list. Yeah. Like, this is, but this is why. Like, because one of the things I was wondering about this list is, is this a list of things which he thinks are beautifully engineered, and is that? why it's here that's that's what i thought it was yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. like he owns this thing and he thinks it is stunning to look at yeah it is hard to know that's and what i mean my- that's why this is fascinating to me because it's like mm-hmm. i i understand what you mean he must be an audiophile but like that is not a piece of information i have know about johnny i've or have ever mm-hmm. b- have been told that about johnny i've maybe mm-hmm. maybe these are actually in three like a couple categories. These are actually in categories. So to me, the most interesting object on this thing is number one, the snap-on torque wrench. Why? Because, well, because I would never think he would be using a torque wrench. So I don't know if you know what a torque wrench is, but a torque wrench is not just like a normal, like you only use this. Like I have a lot of tools. Like I have probably the most tools of anyone you know by far. I don't have a torque wrench. Flex much? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, I have a lot of tools. It's like, I have a lot, a lot of different kinds of tools. I do not have a torque wrench. What what a torque wrench is for? So they're they're basically, it's like a wrench, like you put sockets on it, but it it stops, um, it stops working when it's reached a certain torque. So they're really important. Because you can get this in screwdrivers too, right? I just didn't know they made a different thing. You can, but usually they're not super accurate, but this is accurate. Like if you need to, put on a nut on a hubcap of a car to a certain you have to torque it to a certain amount for it to be safe right and that's usually for for auto like for auto stuff this is really important and critical 
I, I believe see, he is a car guy. Yeah, though. yeah he's a total car guy. Yeah, like maybe he's so, actually like tinkering with. So because he's like, working with Ferrari now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So then this makes sense. Although I'm yeah. telling you, I don't think he's rebuilding an engine and using this torque wrench. Maybe he is. Maybe he totally maybe is. He and is. if he is, yeah. then. So, so what's interesting to me, so a lot of the other tools on here at the bottom, like the very bottom, this depth gauge and this uh, Mitsutoyo-like protractor, those are very high-end uh, industrial tools mm. for like measuring things. But that is something that you could carry around. And if you were doing a design review or something, you, you would totally, you could use that. Like I could see you going to a factory and testing something and using it. But this torque wrench is not that. It's like, I am building an engine <laughs> and I have like, to torque this properly. You've it's been not, designing it's an iPhone. He just slams yeah. the torque wrench down. And he's like, where well, okay. do I put this? If you're in a machine shop, yeah. you do have to tighten bolts on lathes and fixtures to a certain torque. And so like, if you're in a machine shop, you this would be a tool that exists there and people use it. And the snap-on, I mean, I know that this is a really, really nice torque wrench. It's like really good. But it, to me, it's like, okay, are these things he uses or is, does he just like the design of it? And it's mm -hmm. kind of the symbol of this tone armor. It's like, well, I don't know. Because to me, this torque wrench is a real strange, strange thing. Because uh, it, it's just, it's like, I, I think just, the, it's those weird. first <laughs> two stand out the most in the list, I think. I think everything else I understand a bit more. Yeah. My impression of Johnny Ive, which could be completely false, is. I think he 100% like loves making things physically with his hands and mm. like getting his hands dirty and being in there and doing things. Like my view of him is not like the designer in the high tower like mm -hmm. decreeing how the design should be for his like minions to execute them. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I think things like the torque wrench kind of fit my view of him true or not. Is he just like loves to actually make things and it's interesting like as part of this financial times thing like he there was a bit about hands specifically and the human hand and i think like there was a photo shoot i don't know if it was for the cover or something like mm -hmm. he requested like a shot of his father's hands uh who is like a machinist or like a silversmith yeah. or something i forget exactly but uh like I think he has making in his blood, and he's he's the happiest when he's like actually working with his hands to he make something. He also talks about having a wood workshop because they do an interview right, and photo right. shoot in Mark Newson's right. like tool shed, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, oh and yeah, and he and he said like the best gift he's ever been given was when his father, at, when he was a boy, his father gave him like machine shop credit or whatever. He was like, okay, like. You can make whatever you want, and I'll help you make it, you know, in my shop. And that was just, like, heaven for him. Um, yeah, it is yeah. also interesting, like, just as a slight aside, in the, the interview part, he talks about our work with Apple at Love From, but, like, I'm mm -hmm. not convinced that any work is ever actually happening. Hmm. Like it, yeah. It, it, is, it is unknown. Because like, there was that whole thing when he left, right, of, like, we will continue to collaborate. And then mm. there's been nothing on that since, and like th there was, it was reported that Johnny Ive worked on the iMac, but th 
people reported it mm. as his last project. But mm. maybe he that's this like he's he is actually doing what they said and he is contracting for them. I'm sure but, he's consulting. But he's if he is, be. like I don't know why nobody why they don't talk about it, but I guess that's Apple, right? But yeah. But yeah, like yeah. at the time it felt like they were saying it so people wouldn't freak out, but then they haven't spoken about it since. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, anyway. Yeah, that's a that's kind of an interesting uh PR question is like do you actually communicate that like do, you know it becomes this weird dance it's like ooh we publicized that Johnny helped on this product but not this one like what does that mean like what yeah. does that say about the internal team at Apple it's like a tricky balance cuz i'd always imagined that like there would be something with his signature on it or something like you know like that he would make like a special watch band or something and mm-hmm. it would be like mm-hmm. oh, the Johnny yeah. Johnny that's like too involved but it's Johnny Ive, though. Anyway, yeah. this is we're, off, we're off topic now. We're off topic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I still, but just back on this list, yeah. I think these things are categorized pretty obviously in the bottom. It's like the bottom is all about measuring, like all those tools are measuring tools. Mm-hmm. The middle thing is like you know EDC, like carrying stuff. Mm-hmm. But then at the top, like why wouldn't the hex keys be next to the torque wrench? Mm-hmm. And I think maybe these things at the top maybe are about like, oh, these are just really nice objects that I just like. And then mm-hmm. these torque wrenches are like, are not the torque wrenches, the hex keys are like, <laughs> these are just actually cool tools. I don't know. It yeah, just feels like these I mean, these are categorized and it's like, well, Yeah, maybe. but I think there's also just like a visual categorization where it's like, these are long, silver, skinny things. Like, they'll yeah. look good side by side, you know? Like, yeah. there's a, there's like an this editorial. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Anyways, by the way, I will say that uh, um, Wea, who makes those hex, those like hex keys, mm. uh, they, there's also they make a couple other rainbowy versions that are a little bit different. Excellent gift. Mm. Yeah, I have a product that looks like this. It's by Swiss something, and I really like them. They look exactly yeah. the same, but I don't. There's really a couple know. German tool brands, Wea and Wera, and a couple other, and it 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 it, it is a different. It is different. Like, they feel different, yeah. and it's a really good gift. It's like, oh, fancy tool. Yeah, I, I like them. I like mine. They're nice. They're, they're also mm-hmm. in a rainbow. It's made by Swiss Tools, PB Swiss Tools, rainbow mm-hmm. Allen set. So, they're just knocking off. I, I yeah, assume they are, yeah. I assume they are. But these these were as expensive as the, the ones in this list, though, so I don't know. But where's the pencil? Yeah. He's uh, got an eraser, not a pencil. Oh yeah, that? yeah, that is What's, weird. Just imagine right? him like trying to erase that like fountain penning. It's like, why is this working? <laughs> he calls his friend at Monte Grappa. <laughs> can you make this erasable? <laughs> yeah, I've got to get Mark One in there. Huh? Oh yeah, you need to make one out of leather. Uh, Tom, do you remember uh, imploring me to purchase a uh, a bone tool paper oh, folder? Yeah. You need a bone tool. I I never use it. I do use it to clean under my son's uh, fingernails, but I don't <laughs> oh, use it for no. it's, uh, oh, <laughs> no. It is really weird that he has a bone tool actually now that I'm thinking about it. That's a weird thing to have like I don't I'm trying to think of any other use that I've ever heard of someone using a bone tool for. It's only literally for scoring and, and folding and increasing paper. Well, I guess he uses a lot of paper, right? 
with his thumb. He must pen. use a lot of paper that he wants to crease and fold. He yes. must. Well, because I mean, it's seriously. This is what like, happens when he tries to erase the fountain pen ink. He's like, ah, and then he has to tear uh, the paper off again. You know, so he used to use yeah. Yeah. Is a bone tool? Is that an appropriate? Like I always viewed a bone tool as like you work in a shop like in a paper shop or, or a, a huh? graphic design shop and you're like doing many in a row and you like need a tool but if you wrote a letter to someone and you needed to like trifold it like it would be kind of silly to use a bone tool, i think it depends right? i think it depends dan if you care I guess. Uh, I guess. Uh, if you're, you're a Stein or not, Dan is the problem. I think. You know? I think if you're Johnny Ive, and literally every decision you make, people will analyze, like we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have a clean, even crease on your paper or letter that you just wrote, people are gonna. They're gonna talk about, about you. They're gonna talk about you at the next party. They're like, "Oh, did you see Johnny? Johnny's standards are going down." I, didn't I mean, the even fact that he crease. made they made that paper thing that we talked about before yes. that like crest. He yeah. loves paper products. I mean, I can just yeah. tell yeah. you. And yeah. so to have a fancy eraser like this and a bone tool in your little EDC <laughs> kit is like pro level. Like I care about paper and writing and stuff. Brad hated so, that eraser, by the way. Yeah, oh, I have yeah. no idea. I heard that. Yeah, it's a bit odd. It's and it's circular. I think it's beautiful. Um, I think it's probably good for drafting. I, yeah. So if you need, so if you're like I, you know, if you're like sketching something and you're using like a mechanical pencil, and you need to just like trim off a little bit of line coming up to another line, it makes perfect sense to mm. use that okay. tool. I'll trust yeah. you on that. What do you think about the uh, the Hermes measuring tape? I mean, I, I understand it. him having a measuring tape. I'm uh, like for sure. Uh, it yeah, makes perfect sense to me. Like, yeah, he obviously needs one all the time, right? Or like wants to have one all the time. Why not, right? Like, it's the smallest ruler with the most expandability, right? Like, you can measure so many things. And if you're gonna have this on you all the time in your Johnny Ive, why would you not spend five hundred and thirty dollars on it? Well, like to be honest, Hermes probably gave it to him, right? Like, yeah, being real, well, he, he got so much like money. He bag. doesn't care what any of these things cost. No, of course it's he like, doesn't. No, of course yeah. he doesn't. Yeah, I mean, really, yeah. nor should he. He has so much money, right? Like, he shouldn't this, care yeah. what any yeah. of this costs. This tape measure is interesting because it is a, uh, it is a, uh, I don't know the proper term, like a construction style it's tape metal. measure. It's metal, you know, with a bowed mm-hmm. tape. Actually, it doesn't look bowed. Maybe it is. But it has a hook on the end, but it's like it does not have any uh, mechanism to like lock it yeah, like you no would lock. a normal construction one. But maybe this is like functioning more like a tailor's retractable yeah. one where you like squeeze, you squeeze it to retract it. And when you pull it out, it like stays out however far you pull it. I'm guessing that's how it works. Oh, I mean, this is just a Stanley tape measure wrapped in leather. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. even, it even says it on the blade. Yeah. It's called Stanley. I mean, this is just like you can go to Home Depot and buy this, and it's just wrapped in leather. You have to take the leather off every time you want to retract it. <laughs> yeah. There's a button in there. You just can't get to it. I'm sure it just comes. I'm and sure it you just have to like, sew retracts. it back on. Yeah. 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 This reminds me of the, like, Tiffany's made a, a, a cover for a Sharpie. <laughs> it's just like a sterling silver like sharpie cover 
Nice. I like well, that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just these brands can just do it. It's just like, yeah, we're just going to we're gonna create. I feel like, thing. though, this leather tape measure is... There's something about leather and the patina that it I resolves it, to oh, is, is something. Man. I bet yeah, that yeah, is, is stunning. Like, honestly, like, honest, realistically, on of the things on this list, it is the thing I want the most, which is mm. funny because it is the thing that the people I follow online in the Apple community have made the most fun of. Oh, mm. really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, everyone makes fun of the $530 tape measure. That's the thing I've seen because it's like, and I get it, right? Because it's like, of all of the things on this list, it really is just a tape measure with leather on it, right? Like, it's, it's not like, you know, like the $5,000 tone arm someone's like there's a reason it costs that money right like mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. all precise and stuff whereas mm-hmm. you mentioned it's a stanley tape measure <laughs> covered in leather but yeah. just as an object that just I, I bet that that is like a lovely little thing that you can just hold oh i have a nice. question mike mm. would you obviously that's like the luxury item in this mm. thing right it's like a luxury item. would you consider that pan a luxury item yeah because it's made of i'm not kidding you mammoth ivory oh <laughs> so okay so that's a luxury item so there's yeah. like two luxury items on this thing yeah it's an expensive, like overtly... expensive pen and it's a good pen um tom they like protractor and the depth gauge at the bottom like those are kind of like appropriately priced for what they are yeah right? yeah, yeah like yeah, that's like yeah, a pretty are... normal for a tool of that quality that's like yes those are about right yeah, that, and that pen j- the one that he has is it costs five thousand dollars okay yeah yeah because it's rare and luxury yeah, yeah no those these things in the bottom these tools are not luxury they're just um very good they're very well uh, and yeah, so yeah. Can, yeah, they're I not luxury that, at all right that they are just like perfect Right, like no, perfectly mm-hmm. precise mm-hmm. items, and if you are dealing with the kind of measurements that he has dealt with in his career, you want the most precise. Well, if, right? What's so funny though is he would never walk into a shop and have that gauge and like use that to evaluate. There's someone who's using a, a tool like that. They're literal. They're a quality control person or a machinist on the floor mm-hmm. checking their work. You don't need that accuracy if you're like just coming in for an inspection or something. So I think he, I suspect he just loves them as machinist tools. You know, maybe you do. What do you think about this weather station at the end? I think this is, this is my favorite thing. If I was going to have anything on here, it'd probably be this object thing. Because to me, that's just like, he likes the way that thing looks, right? That's how I look at that. Mm -hmm. Like that is on Mm -hmm. his desk and he thinks it's beautiful. Like maybe Mark Newsom bought it for him for his birthday or something, right? And it's just like, yeah. he just looks at that and he's like, that is nicely made and it's doing mm-hmm. a lot of really mm-hmm. intricate things. Yeah, it's great. I, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I would totally... That's probably the thing I would pick out of anything on mm. this list. Well, now now I've made a selection and Tom's made a selection. Dan, what would you pick from this list? Oh, I would pick the, pick the hex keys probably. Oh, oh you idiot! Know what to get you for your birthday then? Fifty dollars. I. Oh, good question. I mean, I do actually really like this measuring tape. I would want to yes. like hold it first to understand how it oh, how it feels. Good. I bet it feels good. It's gonna be uh, like a little pebble in your hand. Is yeah, how it's gonna feel. Well, I pebble. mean, like the retraction and uh, oh, like all that. It just retracts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I expect that, that it, I mean, it, there this, isn't I, a, a mechanism. I bet that thing just goes in when you let go. Like, yeah, I, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I reckon's going on. No, you have to. I, I think it has to stay. There has to be a way for it to stay out 
Why? Or no. suck back in. No. No, I think it just goes back in on its own immediately. I use a tape measure all the time, and I never put the lock on. Yeah. Hmm. I bet it doesn't have a lock. Like, it just, just zips back in there. Yeah, that could be. It could very well be. You're going to lower your price to $510 now. Not 20 off. <laughs> the, this weather station did also jump out to me as just like, oh, yeah, that looks nice. Hmm. Yeah. This list, yeah. right, makes me feel like I really want to talk to Johnny Ive. Like, I've always felt yeah. that way. But, like, I see this list and I'm like, I just want to know what makes you tick, man. I just want to, like, I just want to talk to you for, like, three hours and just, I just want to ask you quality. questions. Quality. It's one word. Quality. Yeah. But quality, I just want to quality, ask him quality. questions about things, you know? Like, yeah. He's, fa- he's a fascinating individual to me. Like, I, I would love to just, I wished he was more open. Like, I, and I'm, ha- I'm really happy that, like, because there was always a thing, right, where they're like, Johnny doesn't like to do presentations. He's a private person. Like, and I get that. But what what I have appreciated is that he has started doing more stuff like this now that he has left Apple, uh-huh. where like maybe he feels like there's some stuff he wants to say, but maybe doesn't want to have to go through the PR machine, right? So like he will just write this article, and it's like just about what he cares about, and we'll do like I I, I wish he would write a book. Like about mm, whatever he mm-hmm. wants to write a book about. Like I don't care, you know. Like mm-hmm. I just wanna. I would just wanna. I wanna hear more from him as an individual because I find him so fascinating. I just want to know what he has to say about stuff. Yeah. Basically, Johnny, if you're out there and you want to do a podcast, right? You just. I was yeah, gonna come say, on. Think we, we could talk about the show. We yeah, could talk about why you're using really a great print. fourth host of this show. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we should talk about how you like rebuilding engines, yep. antique engines in your garage. Yeah. I, I tell you what, if he does that, I would love to see his garage. Talk about like uh, a like sexy situation full of leather <laughs> and grease and like nicely arrayed tools. Like yeah. it would be this like man too. So I mean, you know, like if we're going going the whole hog on it, like it'd be pretty great. Yeah, yeah. So one day. Thoroughly Considered is a joint production between Relay FM and Studio Neat. You can find out more about this episode by going to relay.fm slash tc slash 80.